I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS I've Used podcast. With me is Mike Whitmire, co-founder and chief executive officer of Flowcast. Flowcast recently celebrated its 10th birthday. 10 years is a long time in technology, particularly in the finance sector. What's changed? What have you seen develop over the last decade? What I've seen over the years is really just more of an acceptance to technology adoption, in particular, the cloud. So when we started, we we brought our, you know, we started the company 10 years ago, like you said, but we brought our product to market in 2015. And one of the things that our product requires is that companies are already comfortable with the cloud and using certain cloud-based applications. So big example is having your files stored in the cloud. So using a cloud storage provider like Box.com, Dropbox, Google Drive, Microsoft OneDrive, things like that. Microsoft OneDrive wasn't a thing when we started the company, actually, that was released afterwards. So it was amazing how frequently we'd be chatting with the client and they'd say, oh, we still keep our documents in an on-prem server, which meant that we just couldn't work with them. So early on in the company's history, we actually got to this point where you know, I told our sales team, hey, it's not our job to sell the cloud. That's not a good use of our time. Let someone else take care of that with the company. And if they're not using a cloud storage provider, let's just move on to the next deal and then we'll figure it out later. That happened, I would say, in maybe a quarter of our deals. Yeah, you know, pretty sizable, pretty sizable amount when you're starting to speak with a with a prospect and you get shut down for that reason. Today, I would say much more rare that occurs in maybe two to five percent of our sales cycles at this point. So there's just been this mass adoption of saving your files in the cloud, cloud storage, cloud storage providers. And then the other area we integrate is on the ERP side. And we've seen a big shift as well, kind of along the similar lines with the NetSuite's intacts and now SAP moving to the cloud, Microsoft and all the others. So that, that's been another big shift that we've seen over the years. So just to underline this point, you've been cloud native and only cloud native right from the start. Correct. Yeah. So we're we're totally built on AWS. We don't have any servers internally. It all lives in the cloud. And we focus on companies who are already comfortable with the cloud. Like Like I said, it's not our job to sell the cloud. We'll let someone else take the do the hard work for us, and then we'll come in after the fact. And what you're focusing on is accounting workflow automation. Correct. I'm told that there is a skills shortage, a talent shortage. But if you're automating things, surely that's one way of addressing the talent shortage. Yeah, for for sure. I mean, people, you know, you you hear a lot of these, or you read a lot of these articles, you hear accountants talk, and they're really concerned about automation, you know, automating jobs and all of them going away. But the reality is there's a talent crunch and we need something to offset that because our economy continues to grow. We're going to need more people to close the books and help with various accounting workflows. At the same time, we have not enough accounts today and a shrinking population of accounts if you look out in the for in the future, the very short term future. So to offset that, you need technology, you need automation which is why what we do is really helpful for our clients, partially why we're we're so excited about AI and the future of the ability to automate more of those routine tasks through AI. You're talking there about the future, the coming of AI, which is going to affect every arena of business. Is that going to address this talent crunch you're talking about? I think AI presents the opportunity to take care of a lot of the work that Quite frankly, accounts just don't want to be doing today. It's not the type of work that we went to school for. It's not what's interesting. And AI is going to be a great tool to allow that work to be handled, that kind of mundane rote work to be handled by the the machines. And then humans can rise above that and start doing more interesting things and applying judgment to a lot of these transactions. And 
I'm in the camp of thinking that there's going to be that nice middle ground. I'm not I'm not a doomsdayer in saying, oh, 100% of accounting is going to be automated. That's not how I think about it. But I do view this as a really big technological evolution in accounting, you know, along the lines of the calculator, Excel, and now AI. Those are incredible productivity tools that accountants have had over the years. And I think this is on that level. It's going to have that kind of impact. Okay, well, let's talk about the need for talent and how to satisfy the need for talent. What do you do to attract people in and reverse the talent shortage that does currently exist? How do you get them to sign up for this? I think, first of all, accounting has a really bad reputation. If you're in high school, not many people are dreaming of majoring in accounting, and there's just sort of a societal reputation where it's not the most fun, entertaining, the the whole bean counter notion, right? Very negative. Well, it's also what hits the headlines every time something like Silicon Valley Bank happens, every time something like First Republic happens. What did the accountants miss? What did the accountants get wrong? accounts or auditors, I, in in my opinion, that, that simply highlights the importance of audits and why we need more people and more great people who care about their work in the profession. If properly audited, a lot of those issues could have been, uh, could have been avoided. And so to me, I look at it as, wow, this is, if you're an auditor and you're, you know, feeling jaded about your job, maybe you don't think it's the most impactful work in the world. The reality is hopefully the work you're doing has no impact because everything is going well. But in those rare instances where it's not going well and there are there's either fraud or you know genuine errors to be uncovered within a company, auditors are extremely valuable. And unfortunately, that's only on display when things aren't going well. We forget about the other 99.9% of audits that go really well. And you have people working really hard to make sure financials are accurate and people have confidence in the financials. Those it's the small percentage that are highlighted. But like I said, that highlights to me the importance of that role. So we need to get that message across to people that this is important and this is valuable and this is worthwhile and engaging work to do. I think that's a big part of it. Another part is I'm noticing that a broader trend is people are becoming more entrepreneurial. It seems like starting your own your own business is a great way to make a living. It's really fulfilling to do it that way as well. And Accounting is, uh, Warren Buffett said it, accounting is the language of business. And it's such a good way to get a foundation and understanding of how business is run and how business is operated. I know for myself, I learned so much in my audit years and in my accounting years about how companies are, are built and run. It really put me in a good position to start Flowcast. I, I I would not have been able to start this company had I not majored in accounting and gone through the uh, gone through the ringer in that world. I worked a lot of hours, man. So so, but it ended up being really impactful for me because I got you know I crammed in maybe fifteen years of work within a within an eight year time frame there. Why would companies that implement technology be more attractive? to this elusive talent you're seeking for? So that's a great question because a lot of people who are interviewing for roles now are asking about the technology the companies are using before they get in the building. You know, they want to know how forward thinking these companies are. And it's pretty simple. It's a the amount of technology that's been adopted is a great indicator of how much manual boring work that you're going to be doing. So if it's a company that has really accepted it and, and adopted technology and wants to handle that mundane work, then you're going to be in a better position to do the more fun and entertaining stuff, which is, you know, picking your head up, thinking about the business, thinking about how to improve processes, become more efficient and provide the CFO and investors with the information they need in a a really fast manner and also making sure it's done accurately. 
Now, we've been talking talking about this from the accounting side. We talk about it from the corporate side. If I'm a corporate and I'm looking to energize the accounting function within my business, I'm looking to energize the people in that function within my business. How do I go about doing that? Before I answer this question, I want to caveat with it's it's simply not going to work for everybody. You know, some people are it requires change and some people are resistant to change and they are happy with what they're doing. I think a lot of people who kind of fit in that camp aren't going to be successful in accounting in, in the long run. So with that caveat in mind, it requires a big mentality shift and a think different way of thinking around how you what where your role is within the company. So the term back office is used a lot. Accountants can quite literally be put in the back of the office. It's just the support function, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter. We really view accounting as moving more towards the middle office at this point. You know, it's not front office. It's not doing business development and all that kind of stuff. But where accountants are moving is to a significantly more operational role where we've seen that they're interacting with more teams across the company, which to me makes a lot of sense because accounting is one of the few functions that does interact with every department already, just as part of the close. You're you're working with every other team to understand which financial transactions they made, why they made them, how they should be classified. You know, you work with software development. Hey, I need to understand software capitalization. Can you send me this? You work with legal, you work with sales on commissions. It's really, really a broad role. And so you're sitting at the middle of the organization already. And we've seen people moving away from number crunching, data entry, all of that, more into holding meetings with different stakeholders around the business, explaining processes and saying, hey, if we can shorten this process, we can get the close done this much faster and we can get financial statements out faster. We can get we can get FP&A done, forecasting, budget to actuals, all that good stuff, which helps us run a more efficient business. And to me, being in meetings, talking about ideas, thinking about how we get better is way more fulfilling than being in a spreadsheet all day, just doing the same stuff. Which brings me back to what you do in terms of the automation process. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about how that evolved over the last decade. What changes, what additions do you see being built into products like yours over the next 10 years? It's AI and then also just automation in general. And the automation doesn't have to be AI driven necessarily. It can be you know RPA focused or just algorithms or whatever, but it's just deepening the automation from there. So we feel really, really good about our workflow solution, how we help manage teams, take care of a lot of the routine tasks that occur as part of team management, nerdy stuff like rolling forward folder structures, checklist, documentation, you know, that does take time and it's manual. We automate a lot of that work. We automate the tie-out process. Um, and then for us, we can look up and down the balance sheet and look across the different workflows that companies are performing and think, hey, how can we apply automation to these different areas to help make our clients that much more, more efficient? Fortunately, the opportunities are endless. It's just a matter of how do you prioritize getting that work done. You've been doing this for 10 years. What's kept you sane? What's kept you enthusiastic? Building a company that's in a space I used to work in and solving a personal problem means a lot to me. You know, I, I couldn't imagine starting a company where I have no experience in that world and it's just not as meaningful to me. Like I, I reflect on my time doing this job and it just makes me feel so good that we're able to build software that helps other people avoid the work that I really didn't enjoy. So the the personal connection for me goes a long way. And then my my co-founders as well, They've uh, my co-founders have been amazing to work with. We have really good complementary skill sets. Two of us have very similar fiery personalities where, you know, we can we can get after it a little bit. And then we have our third co-founder, uh, who's a very kind of calming, 
personality who sits in the middle of us. And, you know, oftentimes it was, it was funny more so early on in the company, my CTO and I, our CTO is named Colin Zanstra, our chief product officer is named Chris Sluti, and then myself. So Colin and I, fiery personalities, we would oftentimes argue quite a bit about things. And Chris would just sort of sit there and listen to us argue. And then he'd be like, okay, let's, here's, here's what, here's what I think the right answer is based on all this discussion that we just had. And so it's this great team dynamic and working with those guys. They challenge me, they support me. I would like to think we all challenge and support each other. And so working with them has been really, really, uh, really amazing over the last 10 years. Mike Whitmire, Chief Executive Officer of Flowcast. Thank you very much.